welcome back to Dungeon Master's Apprentice, everyone, a podcast where we all learn how to be better DMs together. I'm your host, Theo Giesen, and today we're back with expert player, Stewie. Just kidding, it's Nathan Wenzel. Nathan, thank you for joining me so I don't have to ramble by myself for an hour in a closet. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, do you want me to go get Stewie? I mean, he's sleeping right now, but I'm sure he'd love to. No, I'm, yeah, no, he'll, maybe he'll hear my voice and come over. <laughs> I've had problems, um, in, but we could do the segment from last time where we just watch him and say what he does. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting because I also be can't fun. see him, so it yeah. might just be fun for you. That'd be cool. Yeah, and we can roll dice off his back. Uh, but no, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Uh, good. Got a lot of a lot of stuff going on right now. Lots of work to do. Lots of dice to roll. You know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm with you on that. Right after this, I'm going to be working on an essay for probably the rest of the day and then all of tomorrow. That's for, that's sure. Um, but uh, it's nice that we get to take little breaks throughout the week to play D&D and talk about uh, D&D. And we're lucky enough to have one of those moments right now. Uh, but yeah, as I said earlier, um, you are experienced as a player. It's been how many months since you started? Eight months, probably now. Longer than that, probably since we're a almost more. Yeah. Now that we're almost in December, mm-hmm. um, we sort of got a little bit of an introduction to you as a player a couple episodes ago. Uh, but I was going to ask you if uh, you had any memorable moments to share. You know, just to give us a sense of who you are as a player and uh, what defines you. Uh, well, you've talked about this this uh, happening before. Um, it's my very first time playing D anD. d little halfling rogue, fourteen years old, smoking cigarettes in the bar, kind of by myself with my cloak up. And someone walked in the bar, and I just thought that they were a little suspicious. I wasn't really sure who it was yet, and so I went up and stabbed them in the back. And it was my <laughs> my fellow player. Yeah, and I almost killed unbeknownst them to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was my first time as a DM as well. So I really just had to be like, is that an attack? Does he have to roll to see if he hits? I mean, he's just putting a knife in his back. So I think I just had you auto hit. It should have maybe been an, I don't know if it was like an auto crit or something. I, I, I would have totally, I would have totally ran it different right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was really interesting. Definitely something memorable for me um, for and sure. for everyone at that table. Yeah, I uh, was there anything burst else? out laughing when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, another anything? thing is, uh, yeah, in the in the campaign we just finished up with uh, Dave, me and him were twins, and we had a couple battles throughout the campaign. And the first one, he beat me. So every time after that, I always wanted to battle him, and I beat him every time after that, which was awesome. And yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, because you think that the higher level that a sorcerer gets, the m- more powerful they get, and it almost gets game breaking at a certain point. But I think just because of the magical weapons that you had and yeah. just his um, AC being fairly moderate, well, um, I just had and his the advantage re- on the initiative, which was key because yeah. as soon as Go- I hit him, I just stunned him. Yeah. That was key, no pun intended. Yeah, point. Um, yeah, is there anything? Um, I really enjoyed that campaign and the chemistry that you guys had. Um, it was fun for you guys to be brothers because you innately had this connection to each other and this reason to be on the same adventure. Yeah. Um, 
but you had grown up separately as well. So you were kind of still learning who the other person was, even mm. though you guys were twins. Yeah. Um, and yeah, having, having telepathy between you guys where you can talk to each other is also like really that. handy. Yeah. yeah it's just like, twist. Mm, it's not really fun when you're trying to plan or make jokes or something. And you're in like a stealthy scenario because um, the DM will just be like, uh, they can hear everything that you guys are saying. Like you're standing yeah, right exactly. in front of them. Yeah. So yeah, being able to just like telepathically talk to each other, but like, I would also have NPCs be like, uh, you guys are just standing there silently. <laughs> yeah. I just asked you a question. <laughs> yeah. and then talking in our heads for like a minute. Yeah. It's two. like, clearly we know what's going on, but we just can't hear you. <laughs> Yeah, um, nothing really, like, that was just a fun little joke, though. I didn't actually, I yeah. think, ever punish you guys for that. No, I don't think um, so. But, yeah, Thurman, definitely the character that you've had the most time to be able to play around with. Um, but you certainly had a few other characters, probably four or five, maybe, that by this point. Yeah, four or five for sure. Because mm-hmm. I had Slash, Monroe. Yeah. I had... Uh, the one shot where John's first game where I had the changeling uh, wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I have another wizard now. I have a druid and then I have the bard. So it's five others. Who was the bard? So fresh. Oh, right. And then you also had the one for the one shot that uh, we did with Dave's friend. Oh, right. The samurai. Yeah, were you a samurai in that one? Yeah, I was the samurai. That was fun. I we didn't really get to play around in that one a lot, but we were level fifteen, I think, weren't we? Yeah, it was kind of cool just to like try out the higher level class. Yeah, yeah, I remember I made a sorcerer and a paladin mm-hmm. uh, mixed together, which apparently is like a crazy build, and it had like twenty one or twenty two AC or something. Um, I think I still have him. Yeah, his name is Leslie Cox. Right. Um, was, yeah, I thought that name was really funny because he was yeah. like, he wasn't really masculine and had like that feminine name, but it was just like he could tell that like people had been making fun of him his whole life and he was just over it at this point. Yeah, done with the. Didn't He's care. just like, yeah, you know what? My name's Leslie and I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know the Johnny Cash song, Boy Named Sue? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like that. Um, but yeah, he had uh, lay on. I know, uh, but yeah, he had like lay on hands pool, but also um, six level spells, mm-hmm. and could cast you know, like, like a six ball. level cure wounds, and yeah, also fireball, banishment, dispel magic, uh, stuff like that. So that was a really fun build to uh, experiment with. Also, a bunch of cantrips and stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of cool abilities. So that was a fun one to mess around with. But um, yeah, you definitely spent the most time playing as Thurmond. Um, but do you think that is that your favorite character? I don't think he's my favorite. He's definitely up there. Like he has to be close to one of my favorites just because I played mm-hmm. him for so long. But I just really like being able to cast some spells. It's a lot easier to get yourself out of some sticky situations. Whereas with the monk, like 
I can do some cool stuff. Like I can run up the side of a wall and across the ceiling for like 60 feet or across water or lava and liquids and stuff. But I can't like do anything for the group when it comes to like trapping people or like escaping or stuff like that. Yeah. I guess you could stun people, which was pretty nice. Yeah. And you were definitely the, did a bunch of damage. Oh yeah. But that's, I feel like that's mainly because of the weapon you gave me. Yeah, that was an endgame weapon, and definitely you had it for too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it 4d8? Uh, well, at the end there, it went up to 4d10 because of my martial arts table. So Yeah, and then, you had was... two, and then you had 2d6 of... Uh, one was of fire, one was of ice. And then a d6 of... Uh, a d6 sneak of attack? Blade and a d6 oh, of right. sneak attack. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of damage. 46 and 4010. Yeah, that's insane. Um, and you had two hits, two swings with that thing? Two, two swings, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, who do you think would be up there as your favorite then? Who else is there? Har- Harlow? Your um, Warforged Druid, yeah. Yeah, he's there. I really liked playing him just because I could play him like a complete idiot. Just because he didn't, yeah. like, he was really smart, but he just didn't know anything because he was like new to the world, kind of. So mm-hmm. I just be like, "What's the like?" Yeah, water, like a baby in an adult's body with like yeah, the ability exactly. to articulate. Yeah, I guess sort of like not like C three PO, but no, but that's sort of like I don't know robot that doesn't really pick up on social cues and stuff. Yeah yeah um i did really like playing so fresh the with the little one shot that we just did the yeah uh, that was less than a week ago yeah the bird what is he again uh but his no oh he's the kobold yeah the kobold yeah yeah i try to make him like a like a grifter like someone who would just Mm -hmm. like con people and like try and steal their money and stuff and it was pretty cool because he's got like a high sight of hand but also high charisma and performance and stuff and since he's prepared he's got the half proficiency with everything Uh roles are just the roles aren't great but uh yeah you did unfortunately that was weird because i was expecting you to be you know doing really well with him but whatever it was Oh, well, I really do hope that we get to spend more time with those characters just because they were so fun and that whole little world was interesting. Um, The way you guys met, like, I, when you and Dave, when your characters met, you guys just talked for like 10 minutes probably. I think I went off and like uh, filled up my water bottle, like went to the washroom. You guys were just like talking to each other. I was like, this is easy. This is great. I can think about it. Sorry. No, I was just I was thinking uh what was gonna what I was gonna do next. Yeah. I was I was trying to talk to him to figure out if he had anything I could steal from him. I wasn't trying yeah. to like <laughs> buddy up with him, but then he uh-huh. didn't have anything, so I felt bad for him. I was like, Yeah, I just sleep here, I guess. Yeah. Um and then I was doing those rolls. While you guys were talking, I was I did a roll like I would go like that. And I was hoping that you guys would hear me like doing rolls and be like, wait, what is he doing? Like, I feel like I or, heard that and I was just like, uh, Theo's just rolling for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of rolling, uh, we should roll for podcast. Good call. I'll roll one time. Uh, okay, cool. You'll probably do better than me. Um, I got an eight. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, 
if I was rolling with Nimbus, though, that's still a 19 to hit. True, which is pretty insane. I know, especially for a level, um, I think we're level nine now. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I would have hit the Tarrasque with a 14, too. But I could roll in 13 because I have plus 11. I know. The guidance helped at the beginning. I think you just forgot to put guidance on, though. Yeah. For a couple of them. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, anyway, yeah, that little one shot was fun. Just getting a chance to mess around with new characters. I think you guys had like an hour to make them or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I was just like, what do you guys want? Because I think we couldn't play with John. And now the three of us don't really have a campaign that we can just go into. And I thought it was too soon to do like a one shot with the, those guys. Well, the if you old really guys. wanted to, you could throw Sofrish into the campaign that you do with uh, John and Dave. Like, if there's an opportunity to just... Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, that's true. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I explained what that is like um, to you at all. Have I? A little bit. A little bit. Um, basically, what hap- what's happening now is they jumped into, like, this pit... And it's going to be the pit of like the nine hells. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're following this person who like left a note for them and like has some information on them. She knows some dirt, but uh, they have some stuff on her. So she's like running away from the law, but also like leaving them clues behind. Um, And I think she's just going to keep, as she keeps doing bad stuff in each of the nine hells, she's going to keep going down and they're going to just follow her through the nine levels. Cool. Yeah, I think I've been, and I've been improvising like literally everything in that. Maybe a Sofrish could be at one of the levels as soon as they enter and they have to play a little game and be the, in the game. <laughs> the thing about that campaign though, is that's what we play when you can't come. <laughs> because yeah, when it's that's the, true. That's true. <laughs> when, it's the, when the four of us play, then we usually do something else. Like I think John yeah. wants to get back to DMing a little bit and then eventually yeah. we're going to have the high school one, but yeah. that's not one that I think that's like, such low effort and minimal that it's just like it's just, uh, anyways i actually forgot uh, about my character for john's campaign so that's six others that i have the little stinky guy oh the little stinky halfling yeah fighter yeah yeah i talked about grizzly on i think for on a couple episodes of this one yeah i, I remember you did yeah he was fun too i like that little development where he has his um I think it's his mage hand as like the hand that holds a sword. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Um, just like an interesting aesthetic. Obviously, I'm not going to u- be using it to go like 30 feet or whatever, but. Yeah. Um, cool visual. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see here. Um, but yeah, you've had a, the chance to play around with a few different characters now and get invested in these characters. Um, so what process do you go through if there's any sort of process when you're warming up to a character and then also when you're warming up to the party's chemistry? Um, well, when I'm first using the character, I like to think of like a little bit how they're going to act before we start playing, but that can mm-hmm. definitely change based off how like the other characters play and how like just how decisions I make with them and how they kind of play things out like. Yeah, for the high school campaign coming up, my character I want him to be kind of like 
he's not edgy, but he's just mm-hmm. like quiet and he wants to like be a little rebellious. He's like starting to push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah, he wants to be cool. Like he uh-huh. just wants to be cool in school and uh like his his parents and his brothers are like perfectionist and he doesn't want to be like that. Yeah. But that may change depending on like how the other characters act and how I end up even acting with him because I might just change it on accident. Yeah, you could be like I don't know, sometimes one role can change like a whole character. Yeah. Um like for example, thinking of hard one rolling a, two, a one or a two on his watch this one just made his character someone who like puffs up their chest but is actually like maybe not as good as he says and yeah, i feel like that was sure. a huge moment so those roles can just pop up at any time especially yeah. within the first couple the first couple um sessions so yeah it is hard to know how you're gonna play a character you can definitely um, have a plan but it's hard to know until you actually play them yeah um, I was going to maybe give you a little bit of, not a spoiler, but a peek behind the curtain for the uh, high school campaign. I'm just looking through my notes here and seeing seeing what I can tell you without, um, uh, the, the name of the school is going to be Magefield Academy. Okay. Yeah. Located on the outskirts of Cloverville, a city interwoven with nature and technology. I feel like my guy's going to smoke cloves now. Instead of wires and power lines, energy and communication occurs through tree roots, branches, and vines. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so it's like a like a magical kind of wildernessy kind of setting or Yeah, I think there's a lot of like technology, like buildings are half made out of um like concrete and half made out of the trees that just grow alongside of it. Oh cool. Yeah. Um I think so. It's so going to be pretty high tech because, um, well, I don't know if it's really high tech, but it's like nature tech, you know. Well, have you ever seen like a, like any of those post-apocalyptic shows where it like shows a city after like twenty years of an apocalypse or something, and there's like vines yeah. all over buildings? So kind of like that, yeah. except the buildings there, will be like running and stuff. Uh huh. Yes, I sort of imagine it like that. Um, that's going to be like the main city where you guys are from. Yeah. And then I imagine um, the academy is going to be on the outskirts of town, um, on the fringe of like the forest and uh, and a rocky desert. Okay, desert. Yeah, so you guys are like out, like a little bit isolated from society, so you guys can sort of be in your own little bubble. Um, but we're close enough that we can go back still. Uh, yeah, like a fifteen minute car ride probably back to your home. Cool, or just like a teleport or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a good little uh, teaser for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I told... Um, <laughs> just kidding. I'll give you one more little hint about your roommate. Um, he's probably going to be taking night classes. Oh, he's a night hawk. <laughs> he's not... <laughs> yeah, he's a night hawk, whatever that is. <laughs> Um, anyways, moving on back to, uh, the little agenda that I had set here. Um, so how much of a character, uh, such as Thurmond is decided, I think we talked about this a little bit, but how much is decided when you make it and how much is just found along the way? Like as far as how I play him or as far as how? I yeah. Play him? I, uh, I think appearance has a lot 
it plays in a lot. Um, for example, uh, Grizz finding his little mage hand aesthetic. Uh, but for you, like, what kinds of stuff do you pick up along the way? Well, for Thurmond, Dave just wanted to be high elf, so I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. So I was just like, all right, now I'm a high elf. Um, yeah. So that which helped kinda, your decks. Yeah. That just kind of like put that in my head of him being an elf, but I knew that he was going to be a monk, so he was going to kind of have like robes and like little sandal. Mm -hmm. He's going to be like mostly bald. But then uh, once you introduced Argo the pirate, and we kind of started venturing with him a little bit, and I became more pirate like, I think that's when he got more of an identity because then I Uh lost the eye and got the eye patch and Mm -hmm. pirate. Unrelated to piracy, but yeah 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 that was um because then you started passing i think you passed down your pirate hat to cranky eventually and that sort of just had a ripple effect throughout the uh campaign yeah uh Uh, but yeah uh and the the relationships between characters definitely help form your character as well oh for sure Mm -hmm. i uh i liked being the best chef in the world so yeah that was also uh huh. Because all because of a like one of those roles um, in the mm-hmm. maybe the first camp or the first session, um, you were bluffing or something. Um, I think some bullywugs were gonna kill you. Right. You were, you were clearly in like a weak position, or you yeah. were lost or something. And yeah, you we were wandered like, into the woods, and we came across their camp, and they they saw us before we really had the chance to act. Yeah. And then I saw they were making soup and I told them that I can make it even better and just threw some uh, random spices and shit into it yeah. and it made me roll for a performance or a whatever Nature it was. or something. Yeah. Nature, yeah. And then I remember I got a high roll and then ever since... <laughs> yeah, I think it was a nat 20. Yeah, I feel like it was. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. was. just the best cook ever. Yeah. <laughs> Not immediately, but yeah. Yeah. You started... We, I came up with like little mechanics for how you would roll your soup and stuff. Yeah give you little proficiencies and cranky would help you, which also tied that in. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Pan. Yeah. The pan that you stole. I can't remember maybe on one of the islands. I think it was, I think so. Yeah. 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 Finding those little items really give you an identity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, but just when I was thinking of um, getting someone to draw our characters for us, um, thinking of what, um thurman looks like in my head i don't imagine him as a high elf it's weird like i know me neither but it doesn't it doesn't it is it's just weird it's like a bald high elf who wears monk's robes and a pirate hat i don't know it's like no he's got the crown on now oh right 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 yeah (laughs) yeah that was i kind of have a good idea of what gwen and bernard look like um and Tyrion a little bit um Dave we can talk about Dave because he doesn't listen to the podcast yeah true so we can just talk about we, him back and I'll never know oh I know I think we were John and I were making fun of him last yeah, um, episode and I was like I was like <laughs> if, if he I'll know he listens if he says something to me and he hasn't he hasn't said anything to me so yes yeah, so, um, and I don't think he ever will nope um yeah he he's his character just didn't have a lot of like just um stuff i guess about him like i never really knew what he was wearing clothing wise or what his yeah, face looked really, like or i could never really picture him and then dave said he had a goatee and i was like huh 
<laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> since when is this a did yeah. you just shave that or <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, but that's um that's just it is what it is. I guess like yeah, that's, that's not really something that's it's it didn't uh make the game any worse. No, and it didn't yeah. come up. We weren't like, oh, does he have a beard? And Dave was like, no. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, it's not like we really asked him, but yeah. um, there's different ways that you can sort of announce how your character looks without, um, you know, you don't. You don't yeah, know, you could even say him. like Tyrion looks in the mirror and he sees, and then hand it off. To yeah, to, like, or just like taking off. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like when. I would always say that like Gwen would be like putting on her like heavy armor and stuff just to remind you guys that she's wearing like full plate. Yeah. All the time. And I like, like how she was the only one with like all this armor on the rest of us are just kind of like wearing our clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bernard had robes. You had robes. Dave had robes. Dave yeah. went topless for like the second half of the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's just in full plate and a massive shield. Yeah. Um, same shield that she had. Do you remember when I said you guys could have a plus one? Like, um, is that when you got your sickle too? I think so. Yeah. In that, yeah. Wow, that was so early in the campaign, and you just kept that sickle for the whole thing. Had to. It was the sickle of sickness. Yeah, and then I remember you being like, "Can I, um, like, put this gem in the sickle?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess that's fine." And then also that also became a huge part of it. Uh huh. That I would be giving you the most overpowered weapon. Yeah, and then you just let me combine it with the hammer. Yeah, I know. Imagine if I had combined it with the gun too, where you could auto crit one time. <laughs> Press the but you take the half the damage. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so I'd take like if, fifty damage. But you would with an auto crit, you auto hit. So yeah, I think so. It would have been really handy when you were inside of the. Tarasker or whatever if you had just jumped in jumped in auto crit on him and then every it it throws everyone up true anyways um would your d6s on the gun have gone up with your monk thing or is that a different that's for martial weapons oh okay um but yeah you had the cooking thing that sort of came up the eye patch and sort of the pirate aesthetic um, and then obviously your relationships with the characters such as Cranky really um, sort of gives your character identity. Yeah. Uh, anything else. friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was fun to play too, because um, he, I knew I didn't want to have him just like in harm's way all the time. Yeah. Cause that's not really what's fun about having animals in your party is worrying about them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was just like, you know, like making him drink wine and stuff like that is always just a funny picture. Him and Bernard, who are both like these two pretty immature figures in the party, all getting along well. And then you uh, juxtaposed to like Gwen's seriousness, who's always like rolling her eyes and stuff. I thought that was, yeah, yeah all just I, like created a really good image. I also like how Cranky barely ever fought, but he had a plus two great sword. Yeah, he did that. He just carried around. I was, I think it was like I was imagined it as like golden too. Yeah, I don't know if I like ever huge sword too. Uh huh. Like basically as tall as he is, but like since he's jacked, yeah, he can just, he just swing it around. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sort of like uh, cloud. Yeah. Um, just like keep, keep keeping it strapped on his back. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of how I imagine it. It'd be funny if he had like yeah. It'd be funny if he had like the anime hair too. (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny look. I want to create an NPC or something that's just like think of an anime character and that's what this character looks like. (laughs) Yeah, think of any anime character. (laughs) Yeah, any young boy protagonist. Mm -hmm. He looks like Ash Ketchum. Uh, um, let me see. Um, we haven't really gotten a chance to play with a whole variety of people. Mostly, I mean, we were fortunate enough to add John to our um, our group, making us a, a nice foursome now, which definitely has helped. Um, but we have kind of switched up a little bit between who's the DM and who's the players. Um, and um, as someone who's primarily playing, uh, what is it like to be a player under different DMs? Because other than Dave, I mean, John DM'd twice. Um, I played under you as a DM twice, but you've had a lot of experience with me and Dave and and then John as well. So I was just wondering how that affects your experience of the game and how you play it. Uh, I think it's always cool to play for a different DM just because you get to kind of see different takes on how like i don't know different situations are decided like different kinds of roles that need to be made because uh like some some dms i find don't use one stat to roll for they'll use another one and like just oh, it's yeah. different or, uh, in, interpretations for different because it's just different people so yeah um and then this is a question i was also kind of curious about um what is it like um, playing with someone a DM uh, in your party? Oh, um, it's interesting because they know little little sneaky ways to get around things. Yeah, always asking, always... like not asking, but being like, "All right, I'm going to do this," and they're like, "The DM will be like, well, you can.'" You're like, "Well, yes, I can. <laughs> I actually can." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, um. Luck luck points are really awesome because if you have disadvantage on a roll and then use a luck point, the wording of it is that you get to pick which dice you use. So essentially, you roll three dice and pick the highest. So you go from having right. disadvantage to triple advantage. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, just little stuff like that. That's always like the DM's like, wait, what? Yeah. You can do that? It's like, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, but yeah. Are. Uh huh. We can stop, but trust me on this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's um. I I always can't get out of DM mode when I'm a when I'm a player. Um, but I don't think that's a, I think that's just a different angle to go at the game. Yeah, definitely. It's not a bad. Uh, and thing like, though. yeah, the mechanics always like really interest me, and I like experimenting with different builds and stuff like that. Um. So yeah, I'm always I'm always happy when I get a chance to play. Yeah. Um, and I think our characters always have good dynamics as well. True. Like uh, Harlow and Nimbus. Yeah, Harlow and Nimbus get along really well. And we have like a lot of good... The relationship is kind of strange because I think now Harlow is starting to realize that he doesn't just have to say everything, do everything Nimbus says, but he is starting to maybe like to do everything he says as well, yeah, I think. definitely. It's like a mix of both. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know... Um, like John and I's characters also have different chemistries and stuff like that. Like uh, Kaisis and Nimbus is definitely an interesting relationship. Where you but sure um, you kill him always. Yeah, 
<laughs> um, yeah, but I think Carlos it's just trying in, to be like a mediator in between. That. <laughs> yes. So I think it's just interesting how um, different uh, people have different chemistries between, I mean, like um, me and John get along just fine. And then at the D and D table, we just had this strange, not rivalry, but um, tension. Yeah. Tension. Um, whereas our characters um, always sort of seem to get along and want to be like goofing with people. And like, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know if that's where that, I was just wondering if you kind of had any idea where that comes from, where if it's just like the kind of relationship you have playing D and D together, or if that's just like, because our sense of humor line up or. I don't know. Or, really. I, re- I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it just kind of happens. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where it stems from really. And like our instinct to always make fun of Dave's characters, like it's just too easy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so easy. His characters are always like think they're they're like really great. Yeah. And so it's so funny to just be like, um, I don't know, just You're ask him any big just yeah, just be like, Can you tell me how to do a spell? And he's like, nah, it's for another just time. Punch him in the face and almost yeah, kill him. It's just day. like Oh, I know. Just <laughs> it's like, yeah, your both of your nostrils start gushing with blood, Dave. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> roll to not pass out. Yeah. Blood um, yeah, those little, and it's not. It's not even like one character. I think it's just across the board. We just like to poke fun at Dave that way. But I think he must enjoy taking it at some point because yeah. I mean, he sells a good time. He's got to learn to hate it or, or love it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, especially because his character has an intelligence of minus three. Yeah. Oh God, I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> the way, like, he's. He, I think he's playing it in a way where he's asking for us to make fun of him. Yeah, I think so too. He's playing like a Chad dude. Yeah. So I think you know he's sort of asking for it, but he also gets to be like the cool dude a little bit too. I think he's going to be sure. like, like the captain of the football team or something or the cat. Um, yeah. Exactly. Ooh, that's good. Actually yeah. don't tell him about that. That's too good. Well, he won't he's going to run with, he's going to run with that. Oh yeah. He's not going to, I won't say anything. If you don't, John, don't say isn't anything. The, isn't the say, saying actually the cat's ass. He, John, Dave is the cat's ass. <laughs> Speaking just a quick little side note. Um, Do we update? Yeah, so like probably two weeks ago. I don't remember if it was before you guys came or after, but Stewie, um, I got up in the morning, just drinking my coffee. Stewie had his breakfast, went into poop like he always does. And then I was getting my clothes on and he starts wiping his ass on the ground. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And he gets up and there's shit smeared all over the floor, all over his little white butt. So I had to. Oh my God. I had to put him in the tub and (laughs) fucking bath him and scrub the floor down. Uh, That's so fun. Like what would motivate? Do you think he like something's up then? No, I got what happened was he pooped in the litter box and yeah. his last little turd got stuck in his butt hairs. Oh, so he was just trying to clean it off? Yeah, so I cut his butt hairs after that too. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that must have been fun for him. Yeah. Is he like calm during all that stuff or do you have to like pin him down? Oh, no, he's fucking flying all over the place. Yeah, and I don't. The worst, <laughs> part, the worst part was that he had a little. 
he ate like a piece of string, like a red piece of string, and I had to literally pull it out of his ass. Oh, yeah, I remember. (laughs) Oh, I remember when I was over and I had my um, notebooks and the little strings were coming off and he had like was chewing on one. And so I went to pull it out of his mouth. And it was like one of those magicians that have like the handkerchiefs that just keep (laughs) coming and coming. coming. He had swallowed the whole thing. I was like, oh, my God, this is all this is probably in your stomach. Yeah. (laughs) Stewie's on cam right now. Hey, Stewie. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so fluffy. I know. Okay, we can do one last... How are you for time? I'm good. Cool. I was also just going to ask quickly... Last episode that you were on, we were talking about D&D skills and what we think makes a good player. Um, Mm -hmm. And we were joking about how um, you're notoriously uh, good at rolling. Um, All I do is crit, 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 no matter what. No matter what, yeah. Yeah. But I was wondering, on a more serious tone, um, what do you actually think um, makes someone a good player? Um, Because uh, I would consider you... A good at playing you always do a lot of damage or put me in situations where i have to uh, think on my feet um solving puzzles and stuff like that so i was wondering um not only what makes uh what you think are your strength as a player but um what makes someone better or worse not that like uh people can be bad at D, but i think there are certainly different degrees of um talent i think yeah or um Um, yeah well when it comes to like damage outputs and stuff i feel like that kind of comes down to care character optimization and putting Mm -hmm. your stats into the right spots your score improvements you got to make sure if you're using finesse weapons you get that dex up to get your extra hit and extra damage and shit and then uh uh besides that a lot of it's like role play and just being creative because like for, for example, near the end of that campaign, we just finished when we were fighting the dragon. I could have, I was using Thurmond and the dragon was facing all of us breathing dra- dragon breath on us and hitting us all. So instead of just standing there and taking- the Like everyone else? And hitting it, I used my movement to get behind it and then climbed up on its head and hit it from there because- Mm-hmm. I don't know. You have free movement every single turn. You may as well try and use it for something, right? Yeah. You just got to try and use what you have, use what's available and think of cool ways to do stuff. Cause you might even be rewarded for it sometimes too. Yeah. Well, I, cause I think character optimization is certainly part of it, but um, I think it's similar to like, there's an expression or sort of a notion in cards where a good player can take a bad hand and still win with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, definitely having good cards or having a good character helps. But if you know how to use your cards, then you can still um, have an impact. So I think um, if two people have the exact same character and play that, um, they can definitely use them to different extents. Um, just like paying attention to what your features are or where you add stuff for um, that all comes into play as well. So I think there's a certain aspect of utility and, and well exactly yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you think um, you mentioned? Uh, we both mentioned creativity. Um, and I think that if you like people who are more inclined to be creative are definitely going to excel in D and D, but it's not the same translation as like, if you have someone who's really creative in drawing or, or writing or something like that, and then you plop them down at the D and D table, it doesn't automatically just translate over. I think there are different kinds of creativity. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I was wondering when I'm drawing creativity, I usually draw it from books I've read or video games I've played or, uh, just stuff like that. And I was wondering uh, where you're drawing your creativity uh, from. I'd say probably like video games and movies. I just try to think like cool shit that like you could do. <laughs> like, yeah. If my guy could do that, how cool would that be? So I just uh-huh. try and do it. Like jumping on the back of a dragon's head and stabbing it. How is that mm-hmm. not cool compared to standing in front of it and just like letting it hit you? Yeah. So I don't know. Just movies and video games, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, something that, something that I was thinking about when I was creating this question for you is like, um, when you're playing basketball, there's an element of creativity and decision-making to it as well. I was wondering if, if there was, if you can see any sort of translation in that, um, or any crossover between those two styles of creativity or if they're, um, or if they're separate crossover step back. Ah, um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not like directly, but in basketball, uh-huh. you kind of have to be quick on your feet when it comes to being creative and thinking of those different kind of ways to get around someone or yeah. stuff like that. So maybe in that sense, it it connects. Trying just trying to think think on your feet. Yeah, and doing things that um, your opponent wouldn't expect, or um, yeah. doing unconventional moves, or trying stuff out being tricky being shifty yeah because if yeah you can't be predictable uh, otherwise you're just going to get defended yeah yeah Swatted. um and um uh ooh, how do i want to say this um is, well is there anything else that you think um makes a good player um role playing for sure just yeah like, i feel like you can definitely talk yourself out of a lot of situations mm-hmm even if yeah. you have a low charisma score, just because like, well, just when we did the one shot, you, uh, I tried to steal from that random halfling and you caught me. Uh-huh. And my hand was in your pocket and you said, why were you doing that? And I said, I don't know, just something that happens. Like <laughs> you're walking in the kitchen and your pocket gets stuck on the drawer and pulls you. Yeah. And yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Well, I guess that completely makes sense then. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a role persuasion. I, initially, I was like, role persuasion with disadvantage. And then you said, yeah. it's like when you snag your pocket. And I think back to every time, like my headphones have gotten caught on something yeah, or like, I've, I, like I've ripped pockets from like walking by and getting something caught on it. And just like, I was just like, you know what? Yeah, actually, that's pretty, you're right. And it's just something that happens. It's not like you plan to do uh-huh. that or you're like, make it happen. Mm-hmm. It just happens. So yeah, I think there's a creativity aspect to that. And I think it's also just a lot of the role play aspect is just being confident and not hesitating. Um, I think it's the same idea as being in a classroom and you know the answer to a question, but like you don't want to raise your hand because you're nervous. Mm -hmm. I think often sometimes people, 
reluctant to engage in, in role play can just be that sort of fear as well of just kind of like, no one actually thinks that the person who's written, Oh, my headphones are dying. Um, I just got a little, it tells me when it's dying. Um, uh, fuck. What was I saying? Shit. Can you help me? Um, in class reason. Oh yeah. No one actually, no one actually thinks that the person who like, um, raised their hand and answered the question is like a nerd or whatever, but like, we all sort of have that anxiety of like, well, I don't want to be the person who like raises my hand or anything. So I think, or what um, if you get it wrong? I feel like uh-huh. that's a big thing too. Like, what exactly. if I do this role play and I fuck it up? Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Or like, people think that my voices are dumb. Yeah, or but I think you just think have I'm to a stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. People could think you're a stupid idiot. I think that it's just something that you that you have to uh, just go with. Yeah, you just gotta uh-huh. go for it. Get warmed up to it. Um. My headphones did just announce that the battery's getting low. If we were going to do a uh, quick Nimbus versus Harlow, I feel like we could quickly do that out. And if my headphones die, we can sure. uh, figure it out. Maybe the, maybe the audio will just be bad after this, but yeah, we can, let's quickly do that. And then we'll, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. I got the character sheet up here. Okay. I got mine up too. All right. Nimbus, the Seder Warlock Hexblade versus Harlow, the Warforged Druid. Circle of spores. All right, let's roll initiative. Twenty-three. Damn it. Okay, you're de- you're just going first. I won't. I did get a fourteen, but I got a nineteen. Nice. All right. Nice. <laughs> what are you doing? All right. First thing I'm gonna do is I'm going to cast a whole person on you. Okay. And what kind of save I- is that? Wisdom save, DC 17, even though you have advantage, I'll still give her a try. Oh, hold on. It, sorry, it cut out again. It told me that my thing was low. Oh, good. Uh, what was that? DC 17, wisdom. Okay, I have advantage because I'm a satyr. Yeah. Wait, is it against a... <gasps> it's against a humanoid, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah, I'm not a humanoid. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. What are you, that um, little beastie boy? I'm Faye. Ah, uh, fuck. All right. Um, I'll shoot some spores at you then. Okay. I just take it, right? Yeah. Two damage. Suck it. Okay, let me just... Hold on. I have to take a long rest after that last session that we had. Oh, shit. Two, da- two damage? Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, with my... Um, Plus two weapon, I am going to... Well, first I'm going to bonus action Hexblade Curse. Okay. Then I am going to swing at you. Uh, first one's going to be a 22 to hit. Hits. And I'm going to make that a... What's it's called? Um, a... Right. Yeah, smite. Fucking, I should remember Eldritch Smite. Uh, so, ooh, fuck. I'm going to have to do a lot of math here. An Eldritch Smite, if I'm doing it at the fifth level, is an extra 6d8. So I'm rolling 7d8 total. Two. Uh, 
28 plus 735 plus so 34 damage and uh you're knocked prone okay <laughs> uh so i'm gonna have it so i'm gonna have advantage on this yeah next one Oh, thank God. I thought I thought my 17 was a one, and then I rolled another one, so I thought I rolled two <laughs> net ones, uh, but I got a 28. Yeah. Okay, and then I can't edge my twice in the same turn, I think. I read. Uh, but that'll be an extra uh, 13 damage. Oh, 13 okay. plus uh, four, so 17. 17, okay. You got me mm-hmm. down to half health. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to cast on you. Um, blindness and deafness give me a con save. Is it, is, it a, is it for a humanoid or a creature? Creature. Okay, what kind of save? Con save, DC 17. Okay, I have advantage again. Yeah. Nat 20. Oh, you lucky. Um, <laughs> what's your what's your uh, weapon made out of? Um, I think it's radiant light. So it's not metal? Um the hilt might be. Okay. Um I'll say that I think the hilt is made out of metal. I'm gonna cure wounds myself for bonus action. Or uh okay. healing words, sorry. Okay. Uh did okay. Uh can you ca- can you do that? Cast two spells in a turn. I don't know. This one's a bonus action. Um, I'll I think just, even if it's yeah. a... Okay. Five that time. Oh, wow. Suck it. Okay. I'm going to um, use your movement to get up from prone. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to um, take another swing at you. Mm-hmm. This time it's just a normal one. Um, I'm going to see... I, I rolled a nat 17 to hit. I want to see if I want a bonus action in anything. I don't think so. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm going to Eldritch Smite again. Uh, 40 damage, and you're knock prone. Okay. Not um, too good for Harlow. Then I'm going to take another swing. At 25 to hit. Yeah, you hit. Um, 19 damage. Yep, I'm down. I only had 11 left. Let's go. Hey, man. Uh, Harlow's not good. too great at the one on ones. <laughs> That's my specialty. Yeah, true. <laughs> my next That's... turn, I was going to run away from you and then cast a wall of fire in between us. I probably would have Eldritch Blasted. Not true. I have a plus nine on that bad boy. Damn. I just got lucky with the saves, honestly. Yeah, it's I guess I had my to, to And I had my luck points. Spells on you. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, well, that was fun. And I got uh, Hector appears now. Oh, Hector the Spectre. Yeah. yeah. 
he's a huge part of my uh, strategy. Anyways, uh, Nathan, is there anything else that you want to say before we get out of here? I got to get on a paper and I'm sure you got some work to do. Yeah, I'm probably going to play some 2K for a break. Uh, easy, but... mm-hmm. yeah. I got to get I got to get out of the house and go try to study somewhere because I'm just going to stay here and do nothing if I don't. Yeah, I don't want to leave the house because I don't want to catch the vid. But Yeah, true. Is it all right over there? Uh, it's not as bad as Halifax, but it's not. Everyone died. Um, select speaker. Same as system. Select speaker. Same as system. Okay. Uh, we have a cage in the valley now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that actually. It was at Morgan's old high school. Yeah. yeah. So the police were talking to people yesterday who frequently party. Yeah, I guess uh, around here right now they've been doing uh, – if the, the cops can pull you over, if they see you driving around with a bunch of people and you don't have masks on Ugh. and check if you're from the same household or not. I just kicked over my water bottle on the ground. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, Stewie. Stewie. Everyone. Plug Stewie. Yeah. Everyone watch Stewie. Watch Stewie's podcast. It's a YouTube video every Friday night for three minutes. Just him running. Awesome. Well, I'm going to put that on while I clean up this mess. Uh, again, thanks. Yeah, for it's got on. some cool music. And everyone, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.